let me start you with this. Uh, the Magic bring back Vucevic. They bring back Ross. Michael Carter-Williams in the fold. Al Farouk Aminu is, uh, is a new signing, and we'll get into that as well. What's, what's your takeaway from the action that Jeff Weltman pulled off on Sunday, and uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on these moves? Well, my overall take is that the Magic's course here now for the next two years at least is very clear, that they are going to be seeking uh, incremental improvement with uh, the focus on internal improvement. Uh, this will They're hoping that Nick Vucevic and Terrence Ross can duplicate their play from last year, and they are very much hoping that the young guys such as uh, Aaron Gordon, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, Wes Owundu, Markel Fultz all take steps forward. And if, if the young guys take significant steps forward, and it's unclear if they will, of course, then the franchise uh, should take steps forward as well. So that, that, that's my take. And, of course, uh, there is risk in committing uh, to four-year deals with players who will turn 29 during a season – they should still be in their prime, but will they be able to continue to be as productive as they've been? Josh Robbins with The Athletic joining us. I, I, I agree. I mean, the length of contract was the real question, not necessarily the money when you got into some of these guys. But let's let's start with Nick Vucevic here, who comes back at four years. What it is is $100 million. You're much more responsible on Twitter than I am, Josh, because I'm on there just like, yeah, it's $100 million. Let's just go. And you're, you're waiting for the, con- for the information to come out. But uh, Nick Vucevic coming back in four years, the feeling that I got was that Nick Vucevic had a very strong desire to stay here in Orlando. The organization didn't want to take a step back and perhaps miss the playoffs next year. Was that the feeling you got when it came to Nick Vucevic? Yes, I think that's exactly right. I think you're exactly correct, and I also think that the franchise, that franchise's decision makers, including Jeff Weltman, including John Hammond, Steve Clifford, all think that having Vucevic around and having Terrence Ross around all will actually enhance the young guys, make it easier for Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac to take those next steps. So I agree with you completely. Yeah, I, to put the weight of a franchise on some of these developing guys and Isaac and also Mo Bamba, which is who I want to ask you about here, because Vucevic signs a four-year deal, and Mo Bamba you drafted with the sixth overall pick just a year ago. What what does this mean for, for Mo Bamba? It was nice to see him tweet that he was excited the guys were coming back because I think there's a lot of question about how he was going to receive the Nick Vucevic decision here in Orlando. Well, the reality is is that Mo Bamba and Nick Vucevic are friends. Uh, it's not like they go out to dinner whenever they're on the road, but they, they have a, a healthy respect uh, for each other. There, there's no question about that. Uh, as for Mo, I think he's only 21 years old now, and he's got a lot of development to do. Uh, he's got a very high ceiling, but at 21 years old, there, there's nothing wrong with having – development to to do not everyone is lebron so uh he's going to be he's he will be the second string center uh barring injuries from anyone else and he will receive his his minutes maybe not the minutes that a lot of fans want to see for for mo but he will have that chance to get playing time to to keep growing in in the weight room uh with his knowledge of the game and uh Really, the key is how does he take this? Does he take this as as an opportunity for growth, or does he get upset about it? I, I think he 
chances are he takes it as an opportunity for growth. Josh Robbins uh, of The Athletic joining us here on Monday Night with Nick and Company. You can read his stuff online at The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at Joshua B. Robbins, uh, one of the uh, one of the premier guys that covers the Orlando Magic uh, here in the city. And Josh, uh, I, I think you're I think you're right about Mo Bamba. Let me get to Al Farouk Aminu, who uh, he signs a three year deal with the Magic. They use the the mid level exception. It seems all of it. Though we'll find out more as 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 we get to July sixth here. It was a signing that kind of stunned me just because this team has a gluttony of guys in the front court. Here's another one. What, is, what does Al Farouk Aminu bring to Orlando, and what do you think motivated that signing? Well, I think he'll bring, he'll bring toughness, rebounding. Uh, players will like to play with him because of his grit. Uh, he's not a good ball handler. He's, a, he's a, at best an average three-point shooter who – Opposing defense will set, defenses will sag off of. Uh, but I think if you look at it as he is essentially the replacement for Jarrell Martin, and albeit will will take will earn many more minutes than Jarrell Martin ever did. I think it's a major upgrade. A major upgrade. He could play either either forward spot. Hypothetically, he could play some center if needed in small ball situations. Uh, so uh, I, I think it's a, it's a it's a good addition for the team. It's surprising to me because it, it along with the contracts for, for Vucevic and Ross, puts the team right at the luxury tax, right, right there. So, uh, again, I'll, you and I will both be interested to see how these contracts are structured, particularly for Vucevic and for Ross, but uh, he should be a massive upgrade over Jarrell Martin. Yeah, you mentioned the contract numbers and the luxury tax. Uh, I've seen a lot of Magic fans talking about, well, you got to front load all of these deals so that they're tradable. You can't front load them too much because you're right up against uh, that luxury tax uh, with the the average annual value for what the 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 av- or what the the contract numbers that have been floated out there are. And uh, I don't know any ownership group in the NBA that wants to go into the luxury tax for a team that went 42 and 40 or is going to win somewhere around 45 games. Uh, next year. Josh Robbins with The Athletic joining us here on ESPN 580. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams comes back today. I saw that you tweeted earlier they have, what, 14 of 15 roster spots basically filled up. Is that right? They have one open spot left? Correct. So Correct. Are, do, do you expect Kem Birch back? Is this team done, do you think, in terms of moves, Josh? What, what are your thoughts about on any further activity from Jeff Weltman? I think it's unlikely that Ken Birch returns. He's a restricted free agent. The Mad, if he signs an offer sheet with another team, the Magic could match it, and the team would automatically retain Ken. Mm-hmm. And the Magic, Magic decision makers love Ken. I mean, he's a player that they took a risk on, a player who was playing in Turkey and Greece for two years. Uh, they believed in him. He rewarded their faith. He, he's well-liked within the team. He was critical to their playoff push. But they just, and while they are able under league rules to go over the cap to keep their own player, the issue really is uh, the tax. And I don't, as you said, for a 42 and 40 team to go into the tax, I don't think that's uh, wise. I, I really almost don't think it, it's quite fair to ask of an ownership group. Um, so I don't think the Magic will do that. Now the question I would have is, will they? Will the team rescind its qualifying offer to to Kem so he can become an unrestricted free agent and maybe get some more uh, free agent interest? That's something I'll be monitoring. Or do the Magic 
play a bit of hardball here and, and try to to acquire maybe a, a second round draft pick uh, in a sign and trade. But uh, but I don't. Th- I, my guess is is that Kem will not be back. Not because the team doesn't want him, just because of of the finances involved. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Uh, I watched Kem, of course. I I I spent some time down in Lakeland with the Lakeland Magic, uh, calling their games, and I watched Kem just just dominate down there and work his way up. Uh, good guy, uh, and I agree. I don't I don't necessarily expect him to be back. Uh, let me get you out on this, Josh, uh, because we I skipped right over Terrence Ross, who may be the most important signing of, of any of the ones that they made because of what he offered this team off the bench last year. Uh, it felt like same thing with Terrence Ross. He wanted to be back, and the Magic got him, I think, even, you know, we don't know what the yearly numbers are going to be, but... Uh, you know, at four years and fifty-four million dollars, I have to say that was a little bit less than I thought Terrence Ross was going to get. What was what was your thought on on the numbers, I guess, and and bringing Terrence Ross back? Uh, that that was pretty close to what I anticipated, okay. but I do think he could have gone elsewhere and gotten a little bit more. Uh, certainly, with the knowledge, say if he went to a California team, he would have been playing paying a lot more in taxes. So. Uh, he wanted to be here. I, my suspicion is that his family enjoys it here, uh, and he he likes his role and he likes the way he was he was uh, employed last year by the coaches. So, uh, in terms of, of fit, I think it's hard to to underestimate that in, in Terrence's case and in and and in Vooch's case. Josh, man, I really do appreciate the time. I know that you're headed to you're headed to summer league. You're going to get a chance to see Mobamba play uh, and and some of the young guys there for Orlando. So have a safe flight, man. I really do appreciate it, and uh, thanks for the time. Hey, thank you for having me, Nick.